The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Horseless carriages. In the early 2000s, people were like, uh, in a few years, we'll watch all our movies on computer. And I thought, like, oh, not me. I'm not going to. That's stupid. I, I like my big TV. I, yeah. And then you didn't realize the TV was going to be the computer, oh, man. I see. I see. I was, I think the first time I uh, was exposed to Netflix was quite a milestone. I was like, I don't understand how there's thousands of movies in this thing. This is you didn't have the mail in kind? No. Well, yeah, I remember that. But I think uh, I had a buddy who was the first friend I knew that had the actual streaming. And uh, it was back – I don't know if you remember the uh, the format, the way it was set up. It was almost like you could thumb through. Like instead of just like a whole chart of movies, it, you, they had that feature where it was like you were thumbing through them. And you could see like a dozen or so that were – coming up and just that whole interface plus just the concept yeah. i was i was just like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen i do miss i because i know there's so much more that's out there and then you like kind of forget about like out of sight out of mind and i do miss i feel like you were you did get to see more of a selection before as opposed to like what's being forced mm-hmm. on the on these serve but that's you know that's it, it, it. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I remember the mail in kind. Like, oh, <laughs> you just trust me with this movie. Uh, I get two a month. That's crazy. That's, that's pretty good. I don't. What oh, shit what was I gonna say? I, what do you, here's here's a piece of technology that is not really technology. But I was looking at it. these couches with the speakers built into them. Oh, that's nice. How do we feel about that? Uh, I got no problem with that. No problem at all. Cause, like, do you have surround sound at your place? Uh, do, does anybody still have surround sound? Do people still have that, or is it all a speaker bar that works magic? I don't know. That? I I don't have traditional surround sound. I do have the speaker bar, but I also have a subwoofer behind me, so I've got it. Uh, oh. I got you know sound in front of me and sound behind me, but not necessarily surrounded. I this is now this is I know this is a judgmental take that I'm going to say right now, and I've since changed my mind i always thought a uh, surround sound was for idiots <laughs> why because i know i'm watching a tv and then like oh the helicopter's coming from behind me no it's not behind me is my kitchen the tv's <laughs> over there the sound will come from the tv i'm not a fucking moron but You're not gonna trick me yeah, like, oh, shit, what's it? And if anything, then I hear a sound. I think just something else is happening in my apartment. Yeah. I never associate it with the thing that I'm watching on TV. I'm always like, oh, shit, something's outside. Oh, somebody's fidgeting with the doorknob. Like, no, it's surround sound. Like, well, the sound comes from the image. Yeah. Now, in a, in a movie theater where it's a more immersive experience and you're watching a giant screen, that makes more sense to me because I'm trying to lose myself in the experience. Now... I don't know if I'm denying myself that pleasure at home of not like losing myself in the experience, Mm -hmm. but then I saw these couches 
that have speakers in the seats. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be cool or the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the world. I like it. I, I got no problem with it. I'll one-up you. Uh, I was recently looking at a bed that uh, it's basically a bed you you don't you never have to leave. There were speakers built into the bed. There was like <laughs> that's, a refrigerator. That's called a grave, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's called a coffin. <laughs> I mean, it, this was like a fucking Swiss Army knife of beds. Like it did everything. It, you know, it had the, uh, the you could raise. Are you just lower. shopping? For, are you just shopping for hospice care, Dave? <laughs> Is your dream to just be in hospice care? Oh man, that would be nice. You know, without the terminal illness, just kind of. Yeah, man, you're juking the system. <laughs> oh man, how were the holidays? Did you do anything fun? Christmas, New Year's? Did you get into it? What happened? Boy, I was back for what did they? What did they call? What was this one? The the polar holocaust? What were they calling it this time around? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever fearful oh, yeah. terminology they had to put in for. The weather, it got, uh, I was back in the uh, Chicagoland area. Okay. Back in old Addison. And it got to, I think it was the night of, maybe it was my, the 23rd, Uh that was my birthday. I think you texted me saying that you were drunk shoveling snow on your birthday. Oh yeah, I was out, I was out getting some of it. I was getting a piece. (laughs) It was fine. I needed some activity. You know, you're just sitting around looking at everything freeze outside. Mm-hmm. But I went, it it got, I think it got about 10 below. Jeez. And that's not, that's not with a wind factor. Because mm-hmm. I remember I got home, I went to call Rachel. I'm like, I'll just, I'm going to grab a beer and take a walk down to this retention pond down the street. Like, I'm going to walk with like a beer in my hand. Like, I got my, one of my eyes got stuck closed. I blinked and one eye didn't open because it froze shut oh, in no. that in that amount of time. That's how cold it was. Like the wind blew, and it like the mo- just the moisture of my eyelids froze my eyes shut. Now this is probably a dumb question, <laughs> but I have so little experience with extreme cold, and I yeah. never was certain. When people say it's ten below, do they mean ten below zero or ten below freezing? No, ten below zero. So negative. So 10. you are forty. You are forty-two degrees 42 below degrees freezing. Below free. Good lord. Yeah, negative ten, and then the wind chill was pushing it into the negative like twenties. I don't think I've ever experienced cold like that. Nobody should. I was in Alaska in January about ten years ago, but I don't think it was that cold. I think it was in the, I think maybe nine or ten degrees, but not negative, yeah. not be- negative zero below zero yeah it was uh it's real stupid and you i mean it it does put so much in perspective about like just how is there still squirrel i don't know how animals are still left yeah like how is there still squirrels and birds yeah what do they do that's yeah i don't know so we had that and then we had uh Little Christmas holidays. It was pretty mellow. I was yeah. still on my. I was still on my meat streak. Okay, do tell. Still on my on my meat wave. To Any borrow good a name encounters? from a good, good band from Chicago. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a band called Meat Wave. They're really good. Uh, what else did I have? Well, I talk, wait, we spoke of the barbecue. Yeah, you had the barbecue in Portland, but uh, I haven't heard and any meat I, stories from Chicago. I, yeah, what I do? I got back to town. 
Oh, you know what broke me? Ham. We were cha- we were trading oh. pictures. We were sending pictures of ham sandwiches like it was like uh, topless photos of our girlfriends. <laughs> oh yeah, check out this one. <laughs> I think we were both we were both like telepathically. I think we were both eating a ham sandwich at the same at the time. same time. each other yeah. pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah. I sent you a pic of my sandwich. You're like, dude, I'm eating the same thing right now. I'm like, oh, great minds. Yeah. Yeah, much much prettier. I didn't have any Dukes or any of the other fixings. Uh-huh. I had some. I had some Hellmans, and I had some. Uh, I forget what else I put on there. So yeah, I broke for ham. I break. For, give me a bumper sticker that says "I break for ham." <laughs> New Boogie Monster merch. I break for ham, dude. <laughs> oh man! So you had the ham. Anything else? Yeah, I went. I went buck on that ham on Christmas Eve. My mom made made ham. And then Christmas Day, my cousin made like uh, some sort of beef roast thing. I wish I had more details, but it was really, really good. Okay. And there was like bacon wrapped scallops, and then Ooh. and then a charcuterie board. Like I had all that. Okay. And then I woke up the twenty sixth, the fiasco of like Southwest being like, "Oh, we canceled your flight." And for some reason, I was probably so full of meat that I hadn't eaten in years. I was like, woke up at six a.m., so my flight got canceled immediately rebooked another flight so i didn't get caught in all that hullabaloo going on with southwest that week Mm -hmm. and then got home and like i went to a dave's hot chicken here i'm like all right i'm back this is my last bit of it and i went to that we got a dave's hot chicken right by the house here yeah how is it and i it's good man. okay now this is the thing now it's been a while since i had me some holland rays Mm mm-hmm and I'm starting to think Dave's Hot Chicken. Apparently, that started as a food cart, like on Hollywood Boulevard somewhere. Yeah, I remember. Did you know about it? Uh, yeah, I knew about it, but um, I've had it once, and I when it's the same thing like with barbecue. It's hard for me to eat the other barbecue in Los Angeles when I have Moose Craft right here, and it's it's Dude, hard yeah. for me to eat mediocre hot chicken when Howlin' Rays is here. So that's. Any sushi I get now is put up against sugarfish, mm-hmm. and it's unfair. It's just it's uh, plainly put, it's unfair yeah. to the other sushi contenders. But not having had Howlin' Rays in a while, mm-hmm. and having this hot chicken because I remember that store that opened, the actual Dave's Hot Chicken was on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I think that was across from where they had their food cart. Yeah, kind of right, Hollywood and Vine, Hollywood and Highland, somewhere right in there. A little, yeah, a little further, a little closer to like Silver Lake. Yeah, okay, okay. or a little like Los Feliz. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that that. So I didn't. So I got that, and it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it, and then that was my last. Uh, I think that was my last uh, dalliance. Let me see if I'm using that word correctly. <laughs> sounds good. Dal- dalliance, right? Because it sounds like dance. Oh yeah, a casual romantic or sexual relationship. Yeah, I used it right. That was the last. That was the last casual sexual relationship I had with hot chicken. Okay. Was, uh, with meat was uh, the Dave's hot chicken, but it was good. It gave me what I wanted, and then I believe I was. Uh, I've been out since then. I've been I've been back on my. Been drinking like a fish. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then what was that? Then that week we hung out. Then we had a little. The Christmas back here, and Rachel got me way cooler gifts than I got her, and I felt bad. <laughs> she she got me a wah-wah pedal for my guitar. Nice. But I think, because one day she's like, what's that? 
How do they make that song in that Edie Brickell? How do they make that sound in the Edie Brickell song? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's a wah-wah pedal. She's like, all right. And then I got a wah-wah pedal. So now I got to learn this Edie Brickell song. That's funny. She's buying you gear based on her preferences. Based on what she wants to hear, yeah. And then and then she got me cool. Uh, she got me them, the Air Force Ones. These ladies buying us cute shoes, man. Oh, you got some new kicks. I did. I I still can't. It's raining out here. I will not wear them. Yeah. I had to ask like three different people if I could cut the tag off to wear them. <laughs> I've already scotch guarded them. They're back in the box. What color? They're like black, white. They're called like laser blue or something. Okay, there you go. But yeah, I'm not going to wear them in this rain, even with the scotch guard. Like, no, I got I got to look at the forecast before I can put these on. <laughs> I'm still the one she got me years ago. I'm still wearing and like trying to keep in like super nice condition. Well, good for you, buddy. Especially, especially up here, Nike headquarters. People are about that shit. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. So, how about yourself, man? Oh man, great holiday season, great Christmas, great New Year. Uh, so a lot of food picks. Yeah, I cooked a lot. Um, I think. Can we call them? I think you were sending me texts instead <laughs> of sex texts. They're food texts. Texts. Oh man. Um, where to begin? Yeah, we got the Bloodsoe's ham for Christmas. That was insane. Just talk to me about this ham. High quality smoked ham, probably about a twelve pounder. Uh, ate on that okay. thing for a week. I ate every, I ate every single smidgen of that thing. I, I must have had. Yeah. I probably uh, well, I went through a whole wo- loaf of uh, white bread. So I forget how many pieces of bread. (laughs) This was the most extreme thing you could come up with? Went through a whole loaf of white bread. Well, yeah, okay. A loaf of white bread. What's the yield on that? About about 10 sandwiches? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably 10 or 12 20 slices, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that was great. Just a lot of ham. Some great ham sandwiches. Some ham and cheese omelets. Oh, okay. Just good time. Good time all around. And then... um, for New Year's Eve, I made chili, my uh, my my beloved chili. But here's what I did: I uh, I cheated. I went and got a couple pounds of Moosecraft brisket and made okay. my chili with their brisket. I used uh, typically for a batch, I used three pounds of ground beef, so I used one pound of ground beef and two pounds of brisket. And oh boy. Was this shit delicious? And then, oh boy, trademark. Oh boy. The next day, um, have we talked? We've talked about. I know we've talked about this. I don't know your opinions on Skyline Chili, Midwest, Cincinnati, Louisville. Um, I've had it. You know, a, a lot like uh, passing through somewhere mm-hmm. and you eat something different. And you're yeah. like, that was good. For yeah. this is a thing I wouldn't normally have had mm-hmm. if I wasn't here. I'm, I haven't sought it out elsewhere in the world. I, I cinnamon, by the way, that's a secret ingredient. Yeah, a little cinnamon in there. I put a little cinnamon in there. Oh, yeah, I like they chili. put it on spaghetti. Mm-hmm. So I made my own version of, of Skyline Chili with that brisket chili. And instead of uh, spaghetti, I always love the, um, um, it's not fettuccine, linguine. I like the linguine okay. is, is a smaller fettuccine. I like the, the squared version rather than the round version of the spaghetti or the angel hair. Um, okay. But yeah, linguine. With the brisket chili and hand grated cheddar cheese, uh, diced white onion. Oh boy, just I mean, it was mind blowing how good this plate of skyline nice. chili. Just it's pasta and chili. Come on, what's not to like? It's 
dude, chill, you ever fuck around with Chili Mac? Well, I mean, might, maybe it'd be a little too low class for your taste buds. Now, do you mean actual like buds. macaroni? Or? Macaroni and cheese and then chili in a macaroni and cheese. No, I haven't done that. Chili Mac. <laughs> dude, it's, it's probably, you know, it's probably beneath you, to be honest, mm-hmm. Dave. So mac and cheese with the chili. You make you make some macaroni and cheese. Okay. You make a can of chili. Oopsie, same pot. <laughs> it's great. A can of chili. Come on. I'm just listen. I I, 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 I I said it's beneath you, mm-hmm. but for those of you out there, dude, I mean, listen. I've well, I bought the stuff to make pasta sauce. I made some salsa. That wasn't hard. It yeah. was just putting stuff in a food processor. But I'm, I told you I made that paprikash the other yeah, day. I'm yeah. getting there, dude. Yeah, you're getting there. I'd be remiss. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up that Rachel. She's been on a on a quiche frenzy lately. Okay, quiche frenzy. That's intense. Yeah, she just she's making another one right now. Really? Third third in a week, I think. <laughs> I didn't realize this quiche might be one of my favorite foods. I love a good quiche. She's been knocking out of the park. We had a first one was like Gruyere and leeks. Okay. This last one was uh, Parmesan mushroom and onion. Okay. Uh, and then this one, or is, I think we had Swiss cheese in there too. This one's uh, Gruyere, spinach and onion. Ooh. She just, she's just trying it. And I, no, the other one was tomato. It was a tomato. I've never made a quiche. An onion. Buddy, they, I just... Kind of like an egg pie. I never... Uh, that's all it is. Egg and vegetable pie. That's all it is. It's, be, you know, it's, I don't know why it's different from, because it's like more, the eggs are more like light, mm-hmm. you know, Cust, custardy, she says, you got to make them like a cut. It's just good eating, dude. She's been on a whirlwind in the kitchen, turning out nothing but hits over Good here. for her. Way to go. You guys do it. You guys do a full day menu. She's got breakfast. You got dinner. Mm-hmm. I, the world's in trouble, dude. There I'll you tell go. You that. There you go. But yeah, if I may throw an old boy on these quiches. <laughs> but yeah, I've been eating well. I've uh, been cooking a lot. Uh, that's one of my New Year's resolutions: is to cook more. Even though I already cook quite a bit. I was <laughs> wait. You needed a resolution to do that. <laughs> well, cook not necessarily cook more, but get, get less takeout. Uh, sometimes I get lazy. We depend on that. We probably get take out whether it be go pick it up or DoorDash twice a week you know sometimes i feel like that's a little too much you know maybe maybe cut yeah. that down to like once a week and uh but yeah i've been cooking up all kinds of stuff i got this new uh recipe i stumbled upon um where i'm making all kinds of different chicken but i'm marinating mm-hmm. marinating the chicken in yogurt uh, make a, a marinade out of uh, just Ooh, regular Greek yogurt. What's going on here? Yeah, I've been doing some uh, kind of um, Persian type stuff. Like in- I was going to say, is that like a Middle Eastern? Yeah, kind of, kind of Middle Eastern, Indian, Persian kind of thing, where I take uh, just some plain uh, Greek yogurt and then hit it with a little um, smoked paprika, maybe a little curry powder, maybe a little uh, turmeric, maybe a little, uh, what do they call it, gram masala, garam masala. I always, I never sure. know how to pronounce the, the the G part. That's all right. But uh, yeah, just mix all that in with yogurt, uh, maybe a little lime juice, maybe some uh, raw red onion, a little raw garlic, and uh, just uh, 
hit those chicken thighs, get them nice and drenched in there. Let those marinate for 12 to 24 hours. And then uh, the one recipe said to uh, to sear it in a pan, but I, I had a bunch, so I just roasted it in the oven, baked it basically in the oven, and uh, turned them into little fingers, little kind of, uh, kind of baked chicken thigh fingers. And then I made a, okay. a little dip with the, the yogurt with a lot of just basically yogurt, lemon juice, spices, and a ton of uh, fresh chopped parsley. And uh, just okay. that with a little okay. salad, little chicken finger into the yogurt dip. Oh, boy. Light and fresh. I was going to say, kind of a healthier Yeah. Yeah, kind of a, yeah, a healthier take on, on like a ranch dressing, basically. But uh, no mayo, no sour cream, no milk, just just yogurt and spices and, and fresh stuff. So been doing a lot of that. And, uh, yeah, just eating like a king over here, having a good time. <coughs> Getting ready. Don't, we don't. We don't talk about comedy or ghosts or anything anymore. It's just food. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you talk it's about such, what you it's, know. No, I'm not. That's not. That's not a negative thing. I think the people that have stuck with us. Thank you. You've you've <laughs> you've, you've experienced the shift. There's got to be like a haunted cooking show day. I don't know why there's not like oh here's like a haunted like haunted kitchens or something mm-hmm. or like chef ghost chefs. Hmm. You'd think a kitchen would be the easiest room to haunt, what with all the clanging and clamoring you could do in there. Yeah. Ghost, you know, ghost you food. I wonder if a ghost made a made some pancake batter and put it in the fridge. I didn't do that. Who I still, that? yeah, I still stand by our, our last meal restaurant, but then we found out that that was true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I got to figure out what I'm gonna uh, eat or prepare for tomorrow. Uh, we're recording a day early. Typically, we record on Monday, but I need the whole day to focus on my Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow. Big game. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm so excited, dude. So excited. Okay. Yeah. To interrupt real quick, I did just find there's a restaurant in Tokyo that does make uh, meals for – recreates people's last meals. Okay. It was a pop-up. It was a pop-up restaurant. <laughs> anyway, go on. So – what some, did something happen? Was it Christmas Day or New Year's Eve? Was some like big? Uh, there was a big uh, football upset. New Year's Eve, uh, you had the two semifinal matches. Uh, I know you're not a big football fan, but uh, for no, about asking. the last ten years, they've finally implemented a playoff system where at the end of the regular season, the the top four ranked teams uh, all make it into the playoffs. So uh, number one plays number four, number two plays number three. The winner of those two games play in the final, the, the championship game, which is tomorrow. Well, what what they do before then? Isn't that uh, how it always works? It's no, like, you know, I mean, there's... Rock, it, rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, it's been a lot of controversy for decades. Um, it, it's real confusing. But before, like the 10 years before that, basically they would rank... Uh, at the end of the regular season, whoever was ranked number one would play the ranked number two team, and the winner of that would be your championship game. Uh, before that, uh, there was many a times where there was no championship game per se, where just at the end of the season, at the end of the bowl season too, they would just say, all right, well, that, that team there's the champion because they were ranked number one and they won their bowl game. But yeah, uh, just until recently was there an actual championship game that was very frustrating back in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s where, like, you would have, like, co-champions too. 
Like, oh, this poll says that that team's number one, and that poll says that that team's number one. So they're, should they play each other and, and decide? No, we'll just have co-national champions. And it was real just convoluted and, and sucked. But now we finally you, have a playoff You play a whole system. season just to be a co-champion? Yeah, exactly. It sucked. It was awful. Yeah, that um, sounds whack. But, and, and, but even now you still have controversy because, like, it's all based on rankings at the end of the season because there's so many teams. There's like 125 uh, college Division One football teams. So there's just so many factors involved in, in the ranking system and all that. So a lot of times, even though the, the top four make it, then you've got controversy. That number five team is like, well, we should have been ranked four, not five. And there's always somebody that's going to get the shaft. But for the most part, this is the the most logical and fair system that we've ever had. I think soon they're going to do a twelve. I think it's a twelve team. Right now, it's a four team playoff system. I think next year we go to a twelve team playoff system. So at the end of the year, whoever's in the top twelve makes it into the playoffs, and they have kind of a round robin tournament. And uh, this sounds wildly yeah. complicated for somebody <laughs> with, without without CTE. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so anyway, Georgia was ranked uh, number one basically all season, and uh, they won their semifinal game against Ohio State, even though it, it was it was the closest game we played all year. Like, we got outplayed. Like, Ohio State kind of slapped us around for most of the game, but somehow we, we won mm-hmm. the game, so now we play um, TCU, which is kind of a big – actually the biggest underdog. We're, we're a big – favorite georgia's like a 12 and a half point favorite i believe anyway point being um for the first time in the playoff era the last 10 years and maybe only the third or fourth time in the last half a century um we we have a chance to be one of the only uh back-to-back champions so yeah the last okay uh 10 years ago alabama won in 2011 and 2012 um 15 or so years before that uh, USC was it USC? I think yeah. USC won in like '03 uh, and '04, and then Nebraska. Well, all right, well, Nebraska won back well, to back in the '90s. But other than that, like no one's done it. Like I mean, back in the day, a few other teams did it. I mean, didn't I'm just saying, didn't they just lose on New Year's Eve, like at midnight or something? No, no, we won. That's the thing. We won that game. You won. Well, we that won. means somebody else. Yeah, lost. Ohio State lost uh, on. Uh, they had a field goal like, with three seconds left. It uh, Georgia's up forty-two to forty-one, but Ohio State has okay. the ball. They're they're trying to kick a fifty-yard field goal, and yeah, no shit. Like it timed out perfectly. I think when the guy kicked the ball, it was eleven fifty-nine and fifty-eight seconds, and by the time that ball landed and missed, the clock struck twelve. Struck midnight, New Year, game over. Bulldogs win, going to the title game. So it was, what? Where were you when this happened? Oh, I was in my living room, just praying to God, throwing kettlebells through the pra- wall, praying to the football gods. Uh, it was because you never want to win bite, like that. Biting through a ham bone, <laughs> like that's such a <laughs> terrible position to be in. Uh, of like, we gotta hope that this guy misses this thing for us to win. You know, usually you want to win on a on a game, you know, either you kick the field goal or you score the touchdown, but to rely on the other team to fuck up, oh, it was, it was, and it was a, it was a doable kick. Mm-hmm. I mean, fifty yards is, is is a long kick, but it's it's definitely doable. Guys hit fifty yard field goals all the time. Uh, I did that in high school, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Did was you like, do it at eleven fifty nine? 
p.m. New Year's Eve. No, I sure didn't. But uh, to maybe win the game, <laughs> I would. Ch- I don't think I could handle that pressure. Oh, there's definitely yeah a psychological component to being a kicker. There's an old saying: everybody wants to be a kicker until game day, meaning. Kickers have it easy yeah. in practice. You know they they don't have to work nearly as hard as all the other players in, in terms of just what their position requires. You know they're not yeah they don't necessarily need to be in shape. They don't need endurance. I mean, it, it, obviously it helps, but like, but it, I just be like, yeah, like I think about like gigs where it's like, all right, now is time to really come together mm-hmm. and do your best job. And yeah. I always like, I don't know if I sabotage myself. Like, well, if I'm not going to do it, great. I'm going to do the worst I could do. <laughs> so, I, hence, uh, that and many other reasons, I was not involved in sports yeah. a lot. <laughs> also, the basic uh, coordination athletic ability escaped me to this day. <laughs> but, yeah, it was an exciting game. But, uh, yeah, I was definitely biting my fingernails. And, uh, fortunately, for Bulldog fans, uh, that, that that's the other thing, too. Like, so many people's – recreational happiness is dependent on this 19 year old kicker you know like oh let's yeah. let's hope that this teenager fucks up because then i'll be happy real, for another week <laughs> that's real ray finkel kind of yeah. situation yeah this poor and it was like he shanked it big time it wasn't even close poor fellow <laughs> oh that's yeah, even I mean, worse. as soon as he hit it it was just and i was like oh yes Thank God. Ah, fuck it, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a great point, game. Has anybody checked on him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Poor guy. But, uh, yeah, it was a back-and-forth game. I mean, the lead probably changed hands eight or ten times, it seems. It was just back-and-forth, back-and-forth, and a lot of scores. Not like – wasn't like 10-7 to seven or anything. It was, what, 42-41. to 41. So, it was a lot of scoring in the game, back-and-forth. And uh, we didn't play great. They played excellent, but somehow we figured out uh, we pulled it out at the end. So now we got the title game Monday night uh, against TCU. That's tomorrow. Which yeah, yeah, at the beginning of the season, Georgia because they won last year. Uh, even though we lost a ton of great players to the NFL draft, we still kind of reloaded. And I think we were uh, four to one odds at the beginning of the season to make it to the title game. Uh, TCU was two hundred to one. They weren't even on anybody's radar. Texas Christian oh, so somebody University. Made, somebody made some money. Yeah, yeah, if you bet. Texas Christian University, they've been they've been praying. Yeah, they've been praying. They got a first-year head coach. I mean, I mean, this guy's coached before, but it's the first year is, uh, this guy coaching the TCU team. Uh, they've been real mediocre for the last four or five seasons. Um, so, yeah, I think they were 200-1 to 1, uh, odds. Starting of them. to make people believe in Jesus. Yeah. But uh, we are definitely the favorite, so but the, you know it, it doesn't really mean anything in a in a big game, one game, you know, like in in baseball and basketball where you have these series, best of seven series, you know, first team to win four mm. games, um, you know, usually the best team is is going to win. It's it's you know does. Does Katie leave you alone? Does she watch with you, or is she, she like, "Oh, Dave she, needs to"? She pops in and out by himself. Yeah, she, she'll 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 check in, make sure that I'm uh, I'm not getting too crazy. But yeah, she asks. She's like, "So you want to have like a a party? You want to have some people over?" I'm like, "No, I I like <laughs> like I like a good Super Bowl party or something. If my team's not playing, but if my team's playing in the big game, I I can't entertain. I'm not here to serve dip." 
I'm, yeah. I'm here. Leave me alone. I got to focus. <laughs> I know. We saw that the time you tried to do the oh fuck the Falcons Falcons game. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. Uh, you were there. Oh man. We were all we were all worried about you. Yeah, that was uh, that was a rough night. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What so? Who and who's? Because I what's? I was like wondering why everybody's like freaked out about like what happened to the guy got knocked out in football and then oh yeah wake up yeah that's something completely different. Last week on Monday Night Football, uh, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, what's the guy's name? Demar Hamlin, who is a. Uh, Player for the Bills, he just he tackled a dude and took like a big pop to the chest and tackled made a good tackle, but the the guy running the ball kind of popped him real hard with his helmet in in this guy's chest. So he made the tackle and he stood up and started to celebrate and immediately like mm-hmm. passed out and fell down. And I still don't know the exact story, but I think there's some condition where if you take you know severe blunt trauma to the chest. Uh, that that yeah. that could possibly spark cardiac arrest, and I think that's what. Yeah, I think it's called uh, being a fragile human being. Yeah. I think that's. I think all of us, if you get smashed in the chest by an, an adult human locomotive. Yeah. Well, this. I, I'm sorry to laugh. I don't, and I also don't mean to be insensitive, uh-huh. but it's like, oh yeah, he's got hurt real bad playing football. It's kind of like, well, like yeah, yeah. Like I, I, not to sound cold, yeah. but I, I just thought there was a lot more news coverage. Than I had seen normally, well, of like, oh, so and so got carted off the field. This guy got carted off the field. I, I mean, like, he, why am I? He almost died on the field. Like he was. Oh really? Yeah, they did CPR for nine minutes. Oh, and okay. I no, can, okay. So I didn't read. Unfortunately, I can much. tell you that CPR rarely works. Uh, yeah, <laughs> been on the yeah, been yeah, on the other been side of it. that. Um, but yeah, they did CPR on this guy for nine minutes. Like they thought he was going to die right on the field. And also, I think it was special circumstances because a lot of times when someone gets hurt, it's well, the big thing now is CTE and, and head trauma and brain trauma. Mm-hmm. But usually, when you have like, I I, I don't know for sure, but I, I think there have been a few cases where maybe a player has died on the field. There's definitely been boxers who have died in the ring. But usually it either has to do with head trauma or like a broken neck, like spinal neck, you know, <sighs> paralysis kind of thing. Haunted sports stadiums. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But, yeah. This, you ever get knocked out? Yeah. Dave? Yeah, I've, I've been knocked out uh, two or three times, and I've had two or three concussions. Yeah. How'd you get knocked out? Uh, I got knocked out in football just by not from a hit, but I uh, – I was running towards a guy. <laughs> they fell off the bleachers. <laughs> I was running towards a guy, and I got kind of clipped. Like a guy blocked me from an angle, and it kind of threw me off balance. And I spun uh-huh. around and and hit the back of my head on the ground real hard, and uh, blacked out for a couple seconds, and got a concussion from that. 
And, uh, yeah, that, that sucks. But, yeah, anyway, this guy, um, n- no injury like this has really happened or been this severe, life-threatening, you know, just – and the fact that he okay. got up, celebrated as if everything was fine, and then like a split second later you just see him kind of faint and pass out backwards. And, um, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. They, they thought he was going to – and he, he was, I mean – I think 30 minutes on the field, and then they put him in an ambulance. I don't know why it took him so long to get him in the ambulance and off the field unless they were trying to literally save his life right there in the moment, which was probably the case. Yeah. But, yeah, he was unconscious or unresponsive for a couple of days in the hospital, and I think just a day or two ago he finally opened his eyes and was able to communicate with uh, you know, with writing. He couldn't speak because he had a tube in his throat. But I, apparently the first thing he wrote when he woke up and communicated was like, did we win? <laughs> And they're like, don't worry about that. Uh, did they? Uh, they? No, they actually they canceled the game. Yeah, and they're not going to re- Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, they, they stopped the game. Like, I mean, it it looked bleak. Like, it looked the way. Okay, well, this makes sense. Talking. This makes sense why it was like made the, the rounds on the news. Oh, yeah. Because I was kind of like, oh, yeah, somebody got hurt at football. I'm wondering why this is such a. Granted, I could have just read a little more myself. Yeah. But that's what, uh, that's what I ask you, Dave. You're, you inform me in the language I understand. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, fortunately for that fella, uh, it looks like – now, I don't know if what his – I don't know if he's going to be able to play again or whatever, but at least uh, as of right now, it looks like he's out of the woods in terms of, like, you know, yeah, dying from that uh, collision. So, yeah, that, that's scary. But, yeah, like I said, usually it's a, it's a head thing or a neck or spine thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't think – to my knowledge, nothing like this has ever happened or been this severe on the okay. field in the middle of a game. So, like, people were like, oh, shit, are we about to watch this guy die on the field? Yeah, okay. So, so okay. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sucked. But he's doing all right now. Good for him. And uh, back to the college game. Bulldogs play TCU tomorrow. And like I've always said, I know it's trivial. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything. But it is fun. Like I've said before, it's fun to throw yourself into something that – doesn't mean you know sports in the grand scheme. Of you don't things. have to. De- you don't have to defend. No, I know that. To me, Dave. No, but I know that you know if you're not a fan, you don't get it. You know, you're like, what's the big deal? But like, I've been a fan of the Georgia Bulldogs literally since yeah. I was like four or five. I remember in kindergarten, I had a Georgia hat, and that was when Herschel Walker was doing his thing at Georgia. And boy, that's oh a, boy, that's a funny story that how that turned out. <laughs> Would have never thought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've been a fan of this team for like 40 years, and they won when I was three, but I don't remember that. So then it like went my whole life until last year without them winning the big thing, and they won last year, and now they they got a good chance of going back-to-back, so it's very exciting. All right. Well, hey, uh, you know, best of luck to you. Yeah, thanks, man. And there's a lot of good storylines with this mm-hmm. team. I mean, I, do you know who Stetson Bennett is? Have you been hearing people talking about that guy? Uh no, but that's a hell of a handle. Oh, Stetson Bennett the fourth, by the way. Of course. Got you got a name like Stetson Bennett, you're gonna give that up? You pass that one on. He's our quarterback, and he's a very uh atypical quarterback. First of all, he's a tiny fella, relatively speaking. Uh I think he's listed at five ten. He's probably five nine, maybe hundred and seventy five pounds. Like he's not a big dude. And this is his sixth season, which is odd. Usually, obviously, you get four years. But the, uh, they have a thing called redshirt. Like, a lot of players, they will redshirt their freshman year, meaning you're on the team, but you're not going to play. You're never going to see an actual 
you know, play because if you think that you're going to spend five years in school, you only have four years of eligibility, so we'll redshirt you that first year and use you your second, third, fourth, and fifth year. Uh, this guy was a walk-on. Do you, do you know that concept of a walk-on? Not to be condescending. I just know you're not a sports fan. No, I don't. Walk-on is uh, most, especially at schools like Georgia, most of those players are on scholarship. You know, they're getting a full ride, full scholarship, paying for all your tuition. Walk-on, I was a walk-on at West Georgia, meaning you're good enough to make the team, but not good enough for us to give you a scholarship. So we're not going to wait, because they only have X amount of scholarships to award. You know, like I think the average college football team dresses so you're, like you're like a you're a football intern. Yeah, basically a football intern. So he was okay. they were like you can play on you can make the team but we're not going to give you a scholarship <laughs> cuz you got like roughly 80 players and I don't know but like hypothetically maybe they only get 50 scholarships a year so and I'm just making those numbers up but it's somewhere in that ballpark. So that that means like 30 <laughs> 30 of your players aren't going to get scholarships. So he was a walk-on yeah. uh, in 2016. This is his sixth year, so he was a walk-on. Then he stood around for that first year, and then I think by his second year, he's like, you know what, I'm never going to play. I'm, I mean, I'm just never going to get to play. I'm too small. I'm, they, you know, Georgia has all this talent. So he transferred to a junior college, I think in Mississippi, played one year at junior college, then went back to Georgia, and then they had the whole COVID thing, and I think that that messed with people's uh, eligibility or extended it rather. So anyway, oh, vaccine week in the league. This, now, he, now he's viable. This guy's twenty five years old. He's in his sixth season. He's undersized, and yet he's on the verge of being the only quarterback in the history of college football to win back to back. Like I said, only a few teams have won back to back, but in all those cases, I, I believe it was different quarterbacks from one year to the other. Yeah, because you're supposed to graduate yeah. college. <laughs> this guy, I think that's why. I don't think I don't think it's like the the feat you're making it out to be. It's like, well, yeah, because you're supposed to move on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and people give him shit because he's 20. I mean, there's quarterbacks in the NFL. There's players in the NFL that are in their third season that are younger than this guy and i and mm. i get all that but you no one takes into account yeah okay he's in his sixth year he's 25 years old but he's how about giving him some credit for being so undersized like he's such a small quarterback by division one standards that it, it, it really is an interesting story i mean fucking rudy they made a whole movie about rudy the guy played one snap and he was offsides this guy is a walk-on, <laughs> undersized. He's going to win two national titles back to back. What was yeah? What was Rudy like? Was he slow or something, or did he just want it real bad? Like, what was the whole? Like, why did they fight? Like, like he just I mean, pestered him enough? Yeah, like I said, like he was a walk-on. It was like, all right, we're we're not going to give you a scholarship, but yeah, he just hung around long enough, and every so the same the same attitude is like a stalker or a sexual predator. <laughs> He got to play with Notre Dame. It's like the open micer who just goes to every show and he's not very good, but eventually you throw him a bone and you let him open for Kyle Kinane and it's a story, you know? So Rudy was basically <laughs> that. It was just And then he got a whole movie yeah, for he just got being a, whole a pest? Movie. Yeah. And he didn't accomplish anything on the field per se. Was this like was he like did something bad happen to him otherwise? Or he's just a real nudge? <laughs> he was just a Real nudge. I mean, yeah. That's if you it? remember the movie, like his friend died in a in a factory accident or something. Oh, okay. And I think he was like, I told him I was going to play at Notre Dame one day. 
I'm going to keep my promise. But my point is, yeah, that's a heartwarming story. But Rudy, that should be the ghost story. The guy comes back and like, give up. Just I don't care. You don't have to play. Like they're going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, it really is a crazy story with the Stetson. But a lot of people don't like him because he looks smug and and whatever. But like, dude, he's. I mean, talk about an underdog. Like nobody thought that he would be in this position. So, got to root for a guy like that. Well, best best of luck. Go dogs. Go dogs. Um, changing gears, I got to tell you uh, a story of an encounter I had two days ago <laughs> in the park. Okay. All right. This is a weird story, man. I, I haven't been in a, a weird situation like this in a while. What uh, park? Where are we at? Dog Park? Elysian Park over by Dodger Elysian Stadium. Elysian Park. And if you know Elysian okay, Park, sure. it's not just <laughs> a park. Like It's kind of like Griffith Park where there's a bunch of different areas and nooks and crannies no it's it's hilly and ravines and chavez ravine over there yeah chavez ravine is basically a series of little parks so i've been on my uh my new year's resolution just obviously every year you know i was like all right it's finally i gotta i gotta get serious about exercise and fitness and health and so I've, I've been hitting it pretty hard with my uh, kettlebells, and I got I got a new kettlebell. Uh, God, I got several now. I'm about to get another one. I'm gonna upgrade to a 75 pounder to do uh, my my deadlifts. Anyway, I've been doing this okay. thing where, at the very least, like I've been trying to do all the workouts and stuff. But my new thing, at the very least, if I don't feel like doing anything else, I take my 250 pound. Uh, kettlebells and i take them to a park usually i go to mm-hmm. griffith park but ironically i was on my way to Moosecraft to pick up some barbecue so i was like i'll stop at elysian park and knock out a quick workout <laughs> and uh one of the things i like doing now and i know it sounds really basic but it, it, it's not as easy as it sounds i take uh my 250 pounders one in each hand okay and then i just walk i walk for 30 40 yards set them down take a breather pick them up walk back so I'm just just okay. basically just walking, but I'll do this for like 30 minutes, and I don't know, I, I haven't counted, but usually it equates to you know 30 or 40 little trips. You know, walk over there to that tree, set them down, take 10 seconds, pick them up, walk back over to that tree. So I'm in sure. a, I'm in Elysian Park in this little nook and cranny of a park that I haven't been to, but I just uh, I, I was driving around, I was like, oh, this is perfect, and. Um, there's a little cul-de-sac, so there's a little park, there's a little parking area, and then at the end of the parking area, there's a little cul-de-sac. So I drive through the cul-de-sac to kind of scout out where I might want to go do my kettlebells. And uh, so I do a little lap, and I go, and I finally find a parking spot. And then I, and there's only a few cars there, and there's like one old guy over there by the picnic table. There's not many Is people Is this a there. better story than the guy who didn't use his blinker in uh, Burbank uh, the other week? Much better story, I promise. All right. Uh, okay. So I park. <laughs> no offense, but I got <laughs> one came. In, I was real anticlimactic. Like that, he he just yelled back at me, and I yelled at him too. Like, all right. So I park, and uh, next to me is this guy in a white Honda, and I can't see the guy. I can just see that there is a person, and I just yeah. give a, a little smile, a little little head nod, acknowledgement. You know, hello, fellow mm-hmm. human being. And I, I load up my, my my kettlebells, and I change my sneakers, and I, I walk out in the park. And about five minutes later, this guy comes up, and uh, mm-hmm. I won't do any accents or anything, but he was he was a Latino fella, and he looked sure. at, he looked to be about my age, and he looked to be okay. very uh, you got to be careful with the word normal, uh, 
what I'm saying is he he by looking at him you wouldn't be able to guess his sexual orientation. He just looked like okay. an average blue collar type fella. Probably about 35 40 years old, Latino fella, average build, average, you know, a little shorter than me. But he comes up and he's got the creepiest smile on his face. Like okay. and I'm not being mean, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but it was it was like my first thought is is this guy is is he special? Is he like he just had okay. like this really big, intense, creepy smile on his face. And he's just walking mm-hmm. towards me with a smile on his face. And uh he gets close and finally I'm like, What's up, man? Not not combative, but just, you know, I always start off yeah. friendly. Hey, what's up? Just Yeah. And then he gets walks right up on me with this smile and I won't do his accent but he spoke in a broken English accent but he yeah. just said are you looking for something and I go okay yeah I go, I go excuse me he goes you're looking for something and I go what do you mean he goes you're looking for something like and I'm go yeah, oh, you, oh you mean a you date in an action park yeah yeah I said, do you mean a date? And he, and then, like, it was a lot of broken English, and I couldn't understand him. But, like, like he got right up in my face and would do this smile. So it was like I was in this position of, like, if it weren't for his smile, anybody else that close to me, I would be like, hey, man, you need to back off. But then he's like, can I, can I shake your hand? And he shook my hand. And then I, I you know, kind of, and he held on to it way too long. And then I, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to, you know, I never want to be like, hey, gay for, no, get off I, me. I, you know, yeah. I, I want to be respectful. I'm, I'm not, I've, you know, I get hit on. I'm, I'm not threatened by that. I'm not one of these meatheads. It's like, what the fuck? I'm not gay. But, and he kept, and I couldn't understand what he's saying, but he kept talking about how he's like, I like big, strong man. And he kept. And it was yeah, just in, you were at the you were at the download park. You were at the download park, and you didn't realize it. Man. Then he asked if he could hug me, and mm-hmm. I let him hug me. Okay, well. <laughs> and then I was trying to be friendly, and then he's like, <clears throat> then he shook my hand again, held on to it way too long, and then kissed my hand, and then he mm-hmm. said, "Please." And I was like, "Hey, man!" And I had already showed him my wedding ring. I said, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm married." I feel like that's an easy way to be like, hey, I'm not gay, even though I know a lot of married guys. Not at all. That's even more of a way to be like, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But rather than- I'm super undercover. But it just, it feels better to just say I'm married than, hey, I'm not gay. But I I was like, I already showed him my wedding ring. I said, I'm not, I said, I'm married. And then he, he kissed my hand and then said, please. And I was like, buddy, I can't help you. Yeah. That's but, I I sorry go on. It was it was just it was there was something creepy about it to like that smile and just he had this glazed over look and to the to this day I don't know if there was a cognitive issue or that's just how he was but I it, we, it was very awkward and I was just caught in that that window of like look man you know I'm not going to give you what you want but at the same time i want to be nice and not be a fucking you know homophobic dick but uh this guy was persistent he said please yeah you you were yeah i I think he was probably yeah he's probably flying high on something 
Yeah, maybe you got that's a lot. What it was. You got a lot of down low spots. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of down low spots in yeah. the parks in L.A. Yeah, I didn't realize. Of, it. Oh yeah, man, a lot of down low spots, mm-hmm. especially out that way, where it's like, oh yeah, this is, you know, frowned on, roll out, you know, just roll into the park looking for a hookup. That's, yeah, and you were just. You threw him a little. You threw him a little howdy when you got there, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's it, it's uh, uh, not to like be a white knight or anything, but like definitely like oh, this is what gals go through, oh, of course. and the threat, and with the threat of it being a dude, like yeah, that happened to me in Chicago. Guy was like, I'm doing a bit about it now. He's like mm-hmm. kissing me on my cheek. I'm like, ah, buddy, I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a way to be like, oh, I'm not, you know what, I'm not gay, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a very polite way to handle it and respectful way to handle it. Uh, this dude sounds like maybe he was kind of tweaking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just sitting in the park waiting for somebody to give him the nod. Yeah. Because you might be, you might be in the part of the park where that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, that parks are for everybody. Yeah. They sometimes have been taken, but you're going to, you know. Big burly dude rolling up, just cruising with kettlebells out, just being <laughs> strong on display. Nope, this is not victim blaming. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those like, oh, that is the park where this happens. Yeah. That was, um, we, shit, we rolled up when Brar and I first moved to L.A. in Griffith Park. Mm-hmm. We were like cruising through like hiking all around because we lived in los feliz and walking all around griffith park and we're like oh this is a weird little trail that's like kind of more beat up let's explore we went, and it was just like just that was the dudes section mm-hmm. like that was the hookup section of the park yeah yeah and we had one of those and we were like oh we're just like rolling into this off the beaten path area and like that was it was like a couple of couples in there yeah and I didn't know if maybe I had inadvertently flashed a code because uh, when I was a cop in Georgia, we had some parks like that, and it was well known that there was a code. And we would go and sit, and I, I don't think I ever arrested anybody, but like when we were bored, we'd, we'd go sit across from the park and see this code happen. And the code was you pull into the park, you get out of your car, you go to your trunk, you open the trunk, you shut the trunk, and then you walk into the woods. And that's the code of, like, anybody who sees what they like, I'm going into the woods and feel free to join me. But it was the open the trunk, close the trunk, walk into the woods. And I was like, did I do some sort of – did I flash some code without realizing you, it? But uh, it was very um, – Do you remember what part of – I'm on a, a website called queermaps.org right now. <laughs> and let's see uh, – let me see where we're at here. Well, around Elysian Park, there's all these little nooks and crannies of parks, and you know some of them have different names: Elysian Falls, Elysian this. Oh, this is a cool. This is like finding out all the spots that were like the old gay cruising spots huh. that you realize gentrification is uh, destroyed. But yeah, yeah I really I thought like I thought I don't know just his state of mind. I was like, this guy's about to grab my dick, or this guy like he's going to pull out a knife, or <laughs> like it was. It was very awkward. Like, I wasn't scared, but there was this tension of, like, I I was just caught off guard by his, um, I guess for lack of a better term, you know, bravery. Like, he just, 
He he wasn't well, he wasn't taking no for an answer either. And I was like, yeah, buddy, that's probably why it was probably just like a oh, this is the spot for this. Yeah, we're just going. This is just what happens. Yeah. Here. And he kept trying. He kept touching my shoulders, and I like big strong man. And yeah, was dude was like, going for dude, it. Sorry, buddy. I can't help you. I, I told us I'm flattered. I said thank you, but I'm I, you know, I, and like I said, I didn't want to just keep saying I'm not gay, but I was just I kept saying I'm married. I'm married, dude. I'm not not into this. That's not gonna shake. Yeah. Gay Mapper. Now I'm on GayMapper.com. Gay Cruising Elysian Park in Los Angeles. Let's see. That's uh, I don't know what that was. Oh, here we go. I don't even know what website. PCC Inscape. I don't know what this is. But uh, Elysian Park. It's all about it being one of the uh, main gay cruising spots. So that's what's going on. And then, like, we did talk. Elysian Park is famous for, some would say, notorious for being one of Los Angeles' biggest gay cruising sites. In fact, it is one of the few public parks in Los Angeles that continues to have a strong gay cruising culture. So there you go, Dave. You're just participating in some of the history of Los Angeles. See, it never even dawned on me. Like, I figure over here in West Hollywood, maybe. But, like, that never even crossed my mind. I don't know why. Like... On the east side, like Griffith Park, I go over there all the time, and I've been to Elysian, other parts of Elysian Park a lot, but it never even crossed my mind that that's what was going on. But yeah, and I... <laughs> you got This is... Okay, Dave, you cruised right into this. The author <laughs> of this article is here like, now I come here myself. I drive up a path leading to an overwatch I know about. It's about two in the afternoon, so while the sun is still up... It is not at its highest, providing warmth while not being overbearing. The road leading up to the Overwatch is seated with parked cars, many with tinted windows, many abandoned. Their inhabitants off taking, quote, taking hikes through the brush in shirts and hastily loosened ties. <laughs> That's, yeah, dude, you just, this guy's just waiting to, like, deliver Postmates, and he's up there. And he said, just, he said something like he had been here 20 days in a row and never saw basically I pieced together he had been there 20 days in a row and never saw anything he liked until today he said something to that effect and I was like well uh, sorry it didn't work out man no this is uh, yeah I think you uh, cruised right into it mm. good job dummy what's say man that's no not they've that- had to be they've had to be uh, gay people have had to be undercover for so long of course that's like you don't even know about it. Yeah, I just feel bad. I, I guess I feel bad for being a cock tease. I don't know. It's like didn't mean to come over here and throw my kettlebells not, around you guys. You were just, <laughs> you went in there. You really yeah. You really showed it off. Yeah. Oh, this is a Pasadena City College magazine, and this article is from uh, December of 2019. But this guy. Was so yeah, I think you just uh, rolled up. Yeah, I think you know you take it as you take it as flattery. Like you know, I mean, you're already living in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a, you're a type. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I get it over here. I get, I mean, a couple times a week, I get every time I'm walking Charlie. I've gotten this more than once. Aren't y'all cute? Aren't y'all adorable? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. You said we sure are. <laughs> eat eat your heart out, fellas. Yeah. So I've had that. Yeah, I mean, it just it. 
it feels nice and it's just you know there's a polite there's a there's a just a polite way to just oh i I appreciate it i'm not gay yeah but this guy there's no offense taking it you know just as 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 every woman has to do repeatedly oh thank you i'm spoken for i can't imagine yeah so so yeah but yeah there was something weird about it other than just what were you what were you wearing uh, I was just wearing my, uh, I, I, I have my uniform, my, my weekday uniform, just my black Carhartt t-shirt and my, my khaki uh, cargo shorts and my sneaks. Oh yeah. So. Look like you're really ready to give somebody the business. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was like a creepy vibe, like not just creepy cause he, you know, whatever, but like there was a split second where I'm like, is this guy trying to rob me? Is he going yeah. to well, fucking just grab my dick, you, cop a feel, and Because you didn't, yeah, you didn't know where you were. It's like when you go to, like, it's like going to a bar where people are there to hook up versus like, oh, this is not a hookup bar. Don't be leering at people. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's everybody's single at this place and making eyes at each other, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. That's all right. But you're yeah, you're a, quite you're a, a hot commodity yeah, over there. Big beefy sauce daddy strikes again. Well, hey, you know. Check out that queer maps if you're <laughs> maybe be a little more. I'm able to take uh, the misses with me to avoid these conversations. Yeah. Otherwise, just have a have a little pocketed, uh, polite way to bow out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Oh boy. Hey, did I tell you what uh, I got for Christmas? Oh, did I tell you? You did. Oh, you did not. Get this. All right. Katie, gift-giving champion. I, I kept telling her, I said, like, look, I have everything I need. Please don't spend a lot of money on me. I don't need things, per se. So she's kind of uh, segued into giving me experiences over material things. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw. I did see what it is, but you go, go on tell me. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm a new deadhead, or probably the last couple of years, probably during COVID. I got really into the dead, Grateful Dead. Been a big fan. Recently deceased head. <laughs> Recently deceased head. Um, and the only. Uh, so anyway, uh, I knew that uh, the Dead and Company are having their last tour, uh, apparently ever. They're, they're touring this spring and summer and calling it quits. I mean, ever since Garcia died, they've been doing, I guess, dead and Com- or dead. And is it dead and friends? No, it's dead and company. And it's and company. Bob Weir, the original guitarist, uh, original drummers. Yeah. Um, John Mayer is part of that outfit now who I've never been a big fan, but I've always heard he's a shreds on guitar. Shreds, yeah. I heard he's a killer guitar player. Anyway, kind of a ter- seems like a dork, but shreds on guitar. <laughs> Katie got me tickets to the LA show at uh is it the forum some i think it's the forum in inglewood um and she also mm-hmm. knew that none of my friends out here are really into the grateful dead she got two tickets one for me and one for our good buddy Wes van horn and she's flying him out and putting him up in a hotel just so dumb old dave has a deadhead to go see the show with so how that's how thoughtful is that that's real thoughtful. My you guys God. can both. You guys both look like you'd be a couple of <laughs> real dipshits at one of these concerts in the best way possible. Because I, when I was back in Chicago last summer, they were playing Wrigley Field. I think Dead and Cohen. Man, those fucking goobers were crawling all over the city. 
and you two dudes just beaming and smiling and giggling all high as shit bring makes me happy. I don't want to see the Grateful Dead at all, but you two being happy together there, I'm like, I envision that, and that makes me happy. Oh man, yeah, I was I was overwhelmed how how thoughtful and sweet that was. So yeah, she's flying them out, uh, putting them up at a hotel like a block away from our apartment, and uh, we're just gonna hang out, eat barbecue, and go see the dead. God damn! You get gifts like like uh, like when you win a trip at the end of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> but how are we gonna get to the concert in your new car? <laughs> Check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm spoiled as hell. So yeah, that was uh, quite a uh, surprising and, and fun Good Christmas you. gift. Man, there, there's some weird within walking distance bar of uh, the forum too. I can't remember for the life of me, but I, I we went there after the Misfits, and I guess I was just dancing with some homeless woman. <laughs> I didn't know she was homeless, and then the, the security's like, "We told you you can't stay in here." <laughs> I'm like, "Ah, oh, I was just dancing with this wild woman." Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, we there's there's some fun stuff to be happening around. Yeah, uh, well that's a good time, buddy. I'm I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks. When man. when is it? When's it going on? Uh, I think it's May. I think it's in May. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. Take Wes uh, around. Uh, we'll have a little barbecue crawl, and then uh, yeah, I'm sure he's got stuff he misses. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Wes used to be my Indian buffet buddy. We'd uh, we'd have about a weekly date mm-hmm. over at the old Indian buffet. Uh, we go in there and shut them down. Uh, I saw Good some God. movies. Indian, in BFA and doing shrooms. I can't imagine <laughs> the kind of propellant diarrhea that's going to give you. <laughs> oh, Lord. I saw some movies you over the break. Sh- you could shit your way to Catalina with that kind of, <laughs> that you, kind of system. You see any movies over the break? Anything you like? Did I see any movies? No. No? What did we do? We watched... The Glass Onion, it's kind of it's kind of fun, yeah. But I, not nothing that was like, like of uh, of of note. Mm-hmm. Or if I did, I don't remember. Let's put it that way. I got three. But I've been going out. I've been going out a lot. Okay, so I've not been home watching movies. I went out to a, a movie for the first time in months. Went to the theater. Yeah, went to the theater. I saw Babylon. Uh, okay, co-starring. Uh, I guess you could say co-starring. It's a pretty good role. Co-starring our buddy uh, Rory Scovel is in that movie. No shit. Yeah, he's got a good little role. He's got uh, some good scenes. Um, okay. Yeah, Rory does a great job. Uh, Who else? I don't know anything about this movie. It's Who else Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Oh, shit. Yeah, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Um, basically, the main character is a guy I was unfamiliar with. He was great. Uh, younger guy, looks Latino or Cuban, possibly. Uh, Diego Calvo. Yeah, he was great. He did a real good job. The movie was kind of all over the place like it was a spectacle like it was entertaining is is fun to watch uh a couple of the grossest scenes i won't spoil anything but a couple of just if i told you my uh, man you know how there's a fucking rating system for almost everything now on a movie how about a vo rated vo for vomit there's just been a surplus of vomit scenes in movies in the last few years. I really? Know. Everywhere I look, people are fucking puking, and it's, oh, it's nauseating. Uh, no, I was going to say no pun <laughs> well, intended. But, um, what, so all these people are, are throwing up? Uh, I, there might have been one or two barf scenes. There's, um, let's just say there's a scene with an elephant that uh, is pretty off-putting in the first, the elephant barf? first three minutes. He barfs out of his butt. Right under the camera. Well, that's not barf. Yeah. But, that's hilarious. But barf. Was it supposed to be funny? Uh, 
it was I almost threw up. Like it was it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> just a couple scenes like that where you're like, "Good lord." Uh, but overall, it was an entertaining movie. It was a little disjointed, you know. But uh, is it a comedy? Um, yeah, kind of a com. Yeah, I guess you'd call it a comedy. Um, yeah, I guess you could call it a comedy. <laughs> I guess you'd call it that. I'll tell you this: uh, elephant shits into the camera. Mar- I guess you'd call it a comedy. Margot Robbie is awesome. I mean, obviously, you know, she's an attractive gal and. Mm-hmm. She's got a good career going, but man, she fucking rules. She crushed this movie. Even though I don't know where I'd score the movie, it's a good B, B plus movie. Like it's, yeah. I don't know if I'd see it again, but man, her character, she just absolutely crushed it. It's really good. Do you see the Tanya Harding movie? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I rewatched that after this because yeah, Katie and I both were like, we need to see some more Margot Robbie movies. Yeah, that, was a, that was a real good, so movie. good in that. Uh, but yeah, so I saw Babylon in the theater. It was, it was, it was worth seeing. It was solid. Um, I saw last night. I watched the Fablemans. You know about the Fablemans? Oh, it's like the S- Steven Spielberg, yeah, autobiography. Let, let's kinda. take maybe one of the most acclaimed American directors, and let's focus on the part of his life that's not very interesting. Uh, <laughs> hey, before he what did he- all the cool, it was just his childhood stuff, but it was more about his parents. I don't. I won't spoil well, anything, but it was just like. Isn't it like kind of showing you how he became who he is? Yeah, but I would still would have liked to seen like his career start. I, I I would have liked to seen another couple of acts where like him getting his first big break or his first studio movie. Oh. It was just the childhood stuff was interesting, but they, they focused too much on his parents' relationship, and it, it was it was good, well, not I, great. Did he he made the movie? Yeah, yeah, which is also so he made a movie about his parents. Mm-hmm. He didn't make a movie about himself. Well, it was about him. So that's, yeah, but it's still like he was trying to honor his goofy folks. Yeah, it was just a little too much who gives a shit, you know? Like, he's an interesting dude. I feel like there was a lot we could have learned and and experienced that uh, they left out. So that one was okay, but then I saw one of my favorite movies I've seen in a long time. And it's, uh, I think it's a polarizing movie. I've seen some people absolutely love it. Some people hate it. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the Inisherin part right. Uh, you heard about this one? The Banshees of Inisherin? No. Uh, Colin Farrell and uh, okay. what's this guy? This uh, Irish dude. Um, Brendan Gleeson. That's a new movie too, huh? And okay. I... I think I oh, can Brendan tell you Gleason. what it's. Yeah, I think I can tell you what it's about without spoiling it. All right. If you don't want any spoiler, just skip ahead ten seconds. Well, uh, listen. Like, well, here the IMDb says: two lifelong friends find themselves at an impasse when one abruptly ends their relationship. Yeah, with the alarming whole, consequences for both of them. The plot of the movie is: hey, I, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Okay. And it was so like that's it. That's what the movie's about. But it's it, there was so much. The acting was great. The writing was great. The scenery, the cinematography was gorgeous. They're on some island, I guess. Okay. I think it's a fictional island in a Sharon, but they're on a little island uh, off the coast of Ireland, and just gorgeous, just gorgeous scenery. I've never been a big Colin Farrell fan, but. Uh, Damn, he's great in this, and he made me. This movie made me go back and watch In Bruges. Have you, did you ever see yeah. In Bruges? It's the same two main actors. Yeah, I, I, I had a hard time with the uh, 
accents. Yeah, honest. if you can if you can wrangle the accent, if you can get over that, um, in Bruges was great. But yeah, this was uh, I I just loved how simple the story was, and uh, man, I watched it twice back to back. I uh, I I finished it and watched it the next day again just to catch the shit. Where'd you Where'd you watch it on? Uh, this one's on it's on one of the streaming services, HBO Max maybe. Okay, or maybe maybe Prime, but yeah, it's on one of the streamers. Um, All right, worth worth a sit down and man, pay attention type. Like of movie. now, knowing you how I know you. Your first reaction, you're gonna roll your eyes because at the first few, the first twenty minutes, I was like, "Is this like a parody?" It, it's kind of how you talked about the Sopranos the last time you, you watched it. You're like, "Wait a minute!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> so at first, you're like, "Wait, is this like a sketch?" Like, because the accents are over the top. But if you can get past that, like, the story's simple but great. The acting's great. There's so much nuance. Like I really enjoyed this movie, so okay, worth checking gotta... out. I'll do, yeah, I'll do that. I need something to like just sit me down and mm-hmm. take in a take in a movie. I need something to do that for and me. It's so. it's a little slow. It's not an action thriller or anything, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's I enjoyed the hell out of it. So one of the my favorite movies in the last few months, The Banshees of Inisherin. All right, yeah. Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Got it. <laughs> gotcha. Good to go. But yeah. All right, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, we I'll, got movies. We got food. What else you got? Oh, I we watched got... uh, She Said, which was uh, about the Weinstein case getting cracked open. The the two reporters oh, for the yeah? New York Times. That was that was solid. Real good movie. Enjoyed that. So yeah, watched a lot of movies over the break. I was like, yeah, I'm like, what was I doing? I was out. Sean Patton was playing here, so I was out with him a bunch of nights. I did a spot or two. I've been out. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been sitting at home too much. There you go. This been in action, baby. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's let's do it. You got you got to get these dogs winning tomorrow night. Yeah, go dogs. Mm-hmm. Collective go dogs mm-hmm. from the household over here. Back to back, baby. I got uh, lots of tickets left for Las Vegas this weekend. Plenty of tickets. Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, wise guys? Six, six, six shows. Why did I do that? Six shows in Vegas. Thursday Come through on Sunday? Come on out to Wise Guys. Yeah, it's a three-day weekend. It's MLK weekend. Okay. So I'm, I'm, they threw the Sunday night for me. So I'm like, okay. And, uh, oh, boy, here we go. Las <laughs> Vegas for that many days in a row. Man, go hit a buffet. I hit that bacchanalia buffet. Oh yeah, you were real. Oh boy, horned up over that yeah, one. Man, you fucking bring a helmet, stretch out. Real, real on board with that kind of racket. Mm-hmm. You like right. Vegas? You a Vegas guy? Nah. Well, like I was saying, you know, I think I want to go to shows. Mm-hmm. I think I want to go see, like. Sure, but now I'm working at night, so yeah. it's not like I can be doing the also shows. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. I got you know what? Rachel got me a gift certificate to drive a Lamborghini at the racetrack there. Like, what? Like seven years ago? Oh, I thought you meant this this year for Christmas. No, like seven years ago. Uh huh. 
And then I didn't get one. Then she got Tegan one, uh-huh. my sister. And so Tegan's coming out. We're going to go drive these sports cars on Sunday. Nice. And try and drop the transmission out of a Lamborghini Gelato or whatever the fuck they're called. So when she got you the thing years ago, you never used it? No, there was never a situation okay. like it because there was a racetrack in LA too. Uh huh. And then that racetrack closed down. And like, well, it's in Vegas. Oh, well, when am I going to Vegas? Like, you got to like plan a trip to Vegas. I'm not necessarily a Vegas guy. I just thought, you know, it would eventually happen. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it's finally happening. Finally going to go drive one of these Gambinos around. Dude, that's exciting, man. Yeah, I'm, we'll go shred that up on Sunday. I'll let you know how it goes. I've never driven a high-performance car like that, I don't think. Neither have I. I tried to, it's, you know, they got the paddle shifters. I got them on my Subaru. I tried using them. I'm like, I'm just going to wreck this thing. Yeah, I don't quite understand those. I've accidentally hit those a couple times. Like, uh uh-oh. It doesn't make sense. I think if you're on a straightaway and you want to accelerate like a stick shift, that makes sense. But otherwise, you need the wheel to also turn. Mm-hmm. So you can't really like move through turns will also and also stick shift, you know how to drive stick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of it would be like, oh, I'm driving you know, I'm coming up to a stop sign at at well, I'll just put it in neutral. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you got these paddle shifters like, oh, I'm trying to slow down but I'm in fourth. Oh, I got to remember to consciously downshift mm-hmm. or whatever. It just I'm sure there's a technique to it. I just haven't it. I'm like, well, what's the point? I got an automatic car. What's the point of like mm-hmm. this extra dickery to deal with? <laughs> well, that's exciting, man. So, so you're, doing, yeah, you're doing that Sunday? Do that. Doing, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Well, hell yeah, man. Take take a picture of that uh, Lamborghini. Like yeah, it's going to be dumb. Yeah, we're going to get out there get stupid with it. Miami Vice style, man. <laughs> well, good times, buddy. Well, have fun in Vegas. Uh, Thanks, man. Good to be back. New year, new possibilities, new encounters in the park. Who knows what's going to happen? It's, you know, you just, you knew you were just, the guy had eyes for you. You take it, uh, you take it as flattery. Hmm. That's all. You take it as flattery. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Hey, thanks, guy. Uh, You could touch it real quick. All right. Now get out of here. Just uh, yeah, give me a couple, give me a couple bucks. Now I'm looking. Now I'm trying to. Now I'm looking at used Ferrari Testarossas because I'm just wondering how much those cost these oh. days. <laughs> that was two hundred grand for one that only has seven thousand seventy two hundred miles on it. Did I ever tell you about in uh, fifth grade? Uh, for some reason, all the boys in my class were obsessed with cars. It was uh, yeah. Ferraris, Lamborghinis. Everybody was, but it's, it's, I knew Ferraris, but everybody was really taken with Lamborghinis. It was just, mm-hmm. everybody's talking about Lamborghinis. And I felt self conscious because I didn't know what a Lamborghini looked like. But I was like, yeah, 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 Lamborghini. So uh, one day on a field trip, we used to play uh, Punch Bug. You ever play Punch Bug? Sure. Where you see a VW bug and you punch your buddy in the shoulder. 
So I was real self-conscious because all my buddies were obsessed with Lamborghinis and I didn't really know what one looked like. So we went on a field trip one day and uh, I told a whole group of my buddies like, hey, how about today instead of playing punch bug, we, we play punch Lamborghini. That, that way, every time we see a Lamborghini, <laughs> and then they all looked at me like, yeah, we're not going to see any Lamborghinis on a field trip to the zoo, you dumbass. I, I really thought I had a little way around. I, I thought it like, and then we did see one. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But I, I thought I had, you know, I was very proud of that uh, that little technique. I was like, all right, rather than admitting I don't know what one looks like, we'll play punch Lamborghini, and then I'll get to see some, and then I'll know. And uh, they were all like, yeah, that's a terrible idea, Dave. We're not going to see any Lamborghinis today. And, and we didn't. But eventually I figured out what they looked like. What was your favorite car of that era? Like when of you were that era? Oh, that's a great question. I liked classic cars uh, when I was younger. Some American um, muscle. American muscle. I To this day, uh, if I were to get like a classic car, not a, I mean, Jeeps and off-road stuff is probably my favorite, but... Um, Man, super sport Chevy Chevelle, like the red okay, with the black sure, racing sure. stripes, something like that. The 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 Chevy Chevelle, and I also love the uh, the old Camaros, like '68 Camaro. Oh yeah, yeah. But you don't like any kind of European supercar type of thing. I mean, I loved the whole Ferrari stuff, Magnum PI Ferrari. You know, that was hard not to like. In I the always 80s. liked the I always liked the Don Johnson, the the Testarossa. The Testarossa, yeah. Magnum yeah. P.I. was like a 308. I'm looking at one right now, the Di Tommaso Pantera. I remember that was the one. Yeah. I think I had uh, – my love stemmed from – because, you know, when you're a kid, you get toys. You get Hot Wheels and mm-hmm. Micro Machines, and that's why. Because I would get Micro Machines of these cars, and then I would see the pictures of the real cars and be like, oh, cool, I have that car. Just Hell yeah. small. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well – we're into 2023, Dave. We're in the future right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe there's more ghosts coming. Maybe there's more something's coming up this year. I don't know. I'm trying yeah, to keep. I like that. I like that we're keeping it lighthearted these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not getting. Well, uh, you know, nothing to get super heavy about. I'm trying to be more fun. I'm trying to be less uh, less stressed, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Who needs it? Who needs Let's the stress? Less, yeah, you just go swinging your dick around the park. <laughs> I'm going to shop for used Ferrari Testarossas like it's an actual possibility. <laughs> yeah, let me just get one of these. Uh, I can make some room in a garage for a used Ferrari Testarossa. Cal bought an 87 Ferrari. Dude, it's uh, <laughs> a lot of miles it's in rough shape. There's got to be like shitty Ferraris out there. Oh, yeah. There's got to be, right? Like somebody's daily driver is just like, oh, gas is killing me on this thing. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, buddy. Good times, buddy. Uh, yeah, man. Have fun in Vegas. Send me some pics we'll of that see. Uh, Lam- <laughs> Lambo. Yeah, we're going to do. I'm going to wrap this Lamborghini around the only tree in, in the desert. Keep between the ditches out there, bud. Yeah. All righty, man. All right, be good, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, we'll tear it up in a bit. The Boogie Monster.
Stop and a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.